there's a new name for Toyota in Lanarkshire. From one of the UK's biggest names in motor retail. Macklin Motors Toyota is now open in Hamilton. We're bringing you everything Toyota backed by first class service. So come and view the stunning new Toyota range, all with up to 10 years warranty. Including the Igo Cross and the new Yaris Cross compact SUV. See our great choice of approved used Toyotas. Our formidable range of commercial vehicles, including the Hilux. Get expert servicing from our manufacturer trained technicians. And specialist advice from our Motability team. Macklin Motors Toyota is open now at Whistlebury Road, Hamilton. The Go Radio Football Show with Macklin Motors. Brand new Toyota showroom in Kennishead Road, Darnley. Let's go! One city, two tribes divided by a 2-1 scoreline to Celtic yesterday. They retain the Scottish League Cup, the Via Play Cup. Barry Ferguson is here, Mark Guidi. Mark, for Celtic, a triumph. Not a classic, but what did you make of the win for Ange Postacoglu's men? I thought it was a deserved victory for Celtic, Paul. They were the better team. They took the game from the scruff of the neck. Uh, early doors got their uh, goals. And for Rangers, a big disappointment. And uh, if Michael Beale was in any doubt, then he's certainly in no doubt anymore that he has got a massive rebuilding job. And they have got a long way to go before they are anywhere close to Celtic. Ange Postacoglu, a huge smile as they lifted the trophy and he wanted his players to enjoy it. Yeah, I think it's important we enjoy today um, because, like I said, this group works awfully hard, not just the players, the staff on a daily basis. You know, I'm pushing them all the time and there's a reason I push them and the reason I push them is for days like today. So there's no point talking beyond today and, and, and not letting them enjoy what they've achieved because I'm going to ask them to go again, you know, come Tuesday when we're back in training. And, you know, for them to, to come back into the building and, and again put in an effort... You know, I need to let them enjoy and get rewarded tonight. They deserve deserve that, and that's what they'll do. And you know, once once we've enjoyed it and celebrated in the right and proper manner, then you know, come Tuesday we'll focus on sending Merrin away. And it's a tough game against a tough opponent, tough venue, um, and that's where our focus will be. Barry Rangers went in with great hopes, but it wasn't to be. What's your overriding feeling about the cup final? Uh, disappointment. If I'm being honest, I expected more. Certainly, Rangers underperformed, no doubt about it. Um, what Mark says, um, I can't disagree with. Uh, the better team did win. Um, the the cup Rangers did come into the game. We obviously, when Morelos got that goal and making the triple change, um, I thought Jack Rans, uh, Raskin and Cantwell um, did bring a bit of energy. But overall. No no argument um, on who deserved to win the cup. But after watching it a second time last night when I, when I went home, it wasn't the best of games, I've been honest with you. Um, but listen, I think Michael Beale now knows that there, there is um, still a fair bit of work to be done at Rangers. So he brought players in. He didn't want Jersey Phyllis. Why did he not start, especially with Raskin? Because that was the only change that you said Raskin would start. Maybe Cantwell as well. But he didn't. Yeah, I was surprised. Um by watching Raskin over the, the last couple of weeks, I've got to be honest with you, certainly last week against Livingston, um, that was his second 90 minutes, um, and I, I, I thought he was a stick on a, a play, um, and I was surprised, um, but not disappointed. If you look at the, the four that could play in that holding two, Lundstrom, Raskin, Jack, um, or Kamara, I would have been happy with, with any of the two of them, any of the four of them, if I'm being honest with you, but I did think with the performance last week, um, as a type of player that Rangers have been needing um, so I, I was surprised and, and maybe um, Michael Beale will, uh, will be um, looking back on it and maybe that was a, 
a mistake that, that he made um, but listen there's no excuses the better team won in the end of the day Michael Beale was asked afterwards I think Neil McCann said it's a, a rebuild that's needed this was his answer yeah, revamp's a better word than rebuild I think the one or two players that we brought in look, we've had a lot of injury problems this season even going into this game this week a lot of uncertainty we need to get over that we need to make sure that People are fit and healthy and available and it makes a strong squad and we can build forward. It's important we've got to recruit, we've got to work out one or two futures. Um, I think we'll come back stronger, Steve. I don't think we should get too carried away. We lost today. It's the end of the world in terms of the, the rest of the today. But tomorrow we wake up, the job was always going to be big regardless of this result. It's important that we uh, bite down the gum shield, we take our medicine, which is don't taste too nice right now, and we come back. But... When I look at a team with the promise that Malik Tillman's shown, with Raskin, with Campwell moving forward, there's enough for me to be super optimistic about the future. Is it going to be plain sailing? Of course it isn't. If, we'd have, if, if I'd have come in and we would have uh, won the cup final today, would it have been everything been rosy in the future? No, we'd have still had that work to do. So it's my job to do that tomorrow. I don't mind being judged on that, but... I think at this moment in time, it's probably not the right time for me to, to be worrying about the greater future. It's more, OK, what didn't go right today in this fixture and what have we got to do to fix it against Celtic? Because against everybody else, it seems to have been fine so far. Mark, is there enough there in the Rangers squad to win a trophy, the Scottish Cup, this season? Aye, Paul, yeah, yeah. There, there is. At this moment in time, yeah, over 90 minutes and cup ties, yeah, Rangers could, could absolutely win the Scottish Cup. In a, in a different day, they, they they could have won the cup yesterday. You know, it was it was two one. You you analyse a game, you really break it down. Yeah, Celtic deserve to win, but you know key moments in the game, Carter Vickers. You know that's why he's the best defender in the country. Why Celtic paid six million quid from that ball across the box, and he's there. You look at similarly Celtic two balls across the six yard box, and they scored two goals. So you take wee moments like that in terms of Michael Beale identified it at full time. The 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 quality in both boxes from his side wasn't good enough in a defensive. Uh, pattern and um, at the other end of the pitch when they when they created chances. Uh, look, Paul. Over the course of the next two hours, we'll, we'll break it down. I yep. think there's a lot to discuss um, about Rangers, and we can break it down into different segments where they need to improve. But a starting point for me, and I'm not talking about a one-off cup game with the Scottish Cup here, but moving forward, Michael Beale has to become a league champion in May 2024. If he doesn't, he'll be lucky to keep his job. So I think moving forward, one thing again, it was evident for me yesterday. I've said it a few times now. If Rangers are to become league champions and overtake uh, Celtic over 38 games next season, the manager is going to have to be ruthless in the summer. Absolutely ruthless. And his recruitment department, I've got to get him some real good players. And a starting point for me is they need a new number nine. If they want to be league champions next season, Alfredo Morelos is not going to be the number nine that's going to help them win the title. Barry, what do you feel? Well, going forward, yep. I know what they need to do. They need to retain the Scottish Cup. That's what they need to do. Listen, they, they can't give up in the league. Um, albeit it's going to be almighty tough to try and get that, claw that nine points back. But listen, you never know in football. Um, but they need to make sure they do one thing and that's win a quarter-final, semi-final and a final um, at Hamden um, and stop the dominance this season um, of Celtic. Could they have done better yesterday? You've got five League yeah, Cup medals I, with Rangers. I think, I think when the players, obviously, they've been, listen, it's hard to take. It's always hard to take, especially when it's against your closest rivals. There's no doubt about it. 
I'd expect him to be down, disappointed, but again, listen, you need to dust yourself down as quickly as possible um, and get on that training field and get back to winning ways. And that's at home against Kilmarnock um, and, and Saturday, Paul. Um, but there's no doubt in my mind, and if you listen to Michael Beal, there's still a fair bit of work to be done with this, this Rangers squad. And we'll talk about that in the next two hours. 08, 08, 17, 17, 700. Paul Cooney here with Barry Ferguson and Mark Guidi. Let's go on the lines. Gary is on, a Celtic fan from the Gorbals. Good evening, Gary. Evening, Paul. Evening, guys. Good. How are you? You sound quite measured. Did you have a, a, a decent celebration? <laughs> yeah, as I say, I uh, just a bit got my voice back uh, from yesterday. So uh, a lot of celebration, obviously. Uh, the two cup finals didn't go my way, but at least I got the the main one. That's right. Newcastle didn't happen for you. I know you were, was going to ask you about it. What did you make, though, of your own team? 2-1 win against Rangers. People saying it's not a classic. Do you care? Do you know what? I actually thought it was one of the better cup finals, yeah. not just because of the result, but I genuinely thought it was a decent game. And obviously the Rangers got the goal back in. It, you know, we, we kind of struggled to get through that midfield when... I, f- I felt probably when, when Michael Beale made the substitutions, that's probably the majority of the players that should have been on the park at the start. I think it, it would have been a lot tougher for us to get through that midfield. Um, but overall, I, I definitely think we, we deserved it. The, the game was won through the middle for us, in my opinion. You know, when you look at the aerial battles, I think we we, we won the, a double amount of aerial battles than Rangers did. We obviously cut our cousin Starfield at the back and then... You've got one of the man of the matches yesterday, Aaron Moy, the Aussie Pirlo, absolutely controlled. The game never broke sweat. Um, and his his way up passes for the for the two goals were sensational. True. Barry, there's a Celtic fan saying he thought Raskin, for example, would play the new players. Yeah, I mean looking back in the game, as I said, Paul, I watched that again when I went home. Um Is that sore? Yeah, listen, yeah. it's it's always sore that there's no doubt. I, watching it back. From about 20 stroke 25 minutes on, that's when McGregor, Hitati and Moy started to get a foothold in the game and control it. And that was the difference for me. Um, listen, it was a, a kick in the sore ones with Celtic scoring right on, on half time and then they came out. And obviously again, if you look back in the second goal, I think it was Starfelt that plays it into McGregor. McGregor drives into Moy, into Hitati, ball across um, and a finish um, 2-0. Yep, Rangers come back into it when they got the goal back. The triple change did help. Did they really trouble Joe Hart? The one that's off the post, and I think Sakala's yeah. got to at least try and hit the hit, hit the target. But apart from that, I didn't see too much um, in the Rangers in the Rangers play certainly in the last twenty five minutes. But for me, it was in the middle of the pitch, and I said it leading up to the game. For me, games are won and lost. Who dominates? Um, that area of the pitching for me, Celtic did for a 25-30 minute period. Gary, Mark, what do you feel about Kyogo? And I take that point, Celtic did take a grip, didn't they, after 20 minutes or so. Kyogo said last week, Mark, I'm not a great player. He scored a double again, two cup finals in a row. He scored doubles. Yeah, and, and, and he scored Celtic's equaliser at Ibrooks in the last five minutes um, last month. So there's three goals against uh, Look, He's a quality player. Only he knows how good he is and how much improvement. But in terms of Scottish football and what he does um, for Celtic, then he's an outstanding number nine. He's a benchmark, but a difficult one to replace. And my point I made about Alfredo Morelos earlier, that kind of standard of number nine is what Celtic, um, is what Rangers need to try and recruit. I'm not saying that exact type of player, whatever kind of player Michael Beale thinks fits him best, but that kind of standard where he's a good player, mm-hmm. a, a top player, 
He can finish. He's low maintenance. Doesn't cause you a problem off the park. All the kind of different ingredients that, that go into it. Another point I'll make on, on that, Paul, again, and Barry and I have said it for a number of weeks now, Hammer told me again yesterday, watch. Just get Alan McGregor signed up. Right, you sure. Just, just talk him yeah. out of it. Yeah. If he's thinking about retiring, talk him out of it. And the final point I would make, if you've got X a million pounds to spend in the summer Rangers, whatever the budget is, then whatever you might have earmarked for a goalie, take it away and put it in towards your number nine. Another thing is, I think now, Kemar Roof, I don't think you can give him another contract now, Paul. Unfortunately, yeah. again, he's all those wee things, you know. Uh, Kemar Roof's got another year after this season. Has he got another he? year? Yeah. Right, guys, we're going to come back on that in a moment because Kyogo, Gary's a Celtic fan and we are going to dissect the Rangers team in a minute or two and talk about what needs to be done. Here's Anne speaking about Kyogo. It's invaluable to have a player who is willing to do everything in his power to help the team, you know. Um, it's not just about his goals, and obviously the goals are important, uh, the most important thing, but he just works so hard, you know. And again, he's another one who, whatever rewards he gets, they're hard-earned, you know. He's not floating about out there just waiting for a chance. He's running his socks off to do things that, you know, other strikers won't do because he knows it's the right thing for the team. I think, you know, players of this football club are often measured by how they perform on, on the biggest of stages, and, you know, he delivers again. And, uh, you know, you look at him and the size he is and the players he's up against and he doesn't shirk any of it, you know. He, he puts them under, oppositions under pressure. He's so clever with his movement and he wants to be front and centre when the opportunity's there. So, you know, he was outstanding today and he, he's, he's been outstanding, I think, from the moment he's joined our football club. Gary, your thoughts about uh, Furuhashi? Yeah, I mean, absolutely. I, I, I get what Kyogo's kind of saying. He's, he's trying to make the point that I think he, he gets a lot of chances in a game. He doesn't always take them. Um, and yesterday was kind of evidence of that where he missed a couple of chances. One from a, a kind of tight angle yeah. and, and the header was unlucky. But, you know, when, when you can play like that and miss a few chances but still top two goals away and obviously done it against Hibs last year in the cup final as well. I think the fact that he's managed to stay relatively injury-free this season as well has helped massively because you've seen that's why he's, he's over 20 goals already this season during with still a few games to go so um, as I say if, 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 if he thinks he can still improve then you know I'd, I'd hate to see the rest of the league you know and what he can do kind of thing 24 goals Barry he's playing it down yeah Kyogo yeah. listen he'd rather other people talk about him which is natural as a mm-hmm. professional but listen he's a very good centre forward there's no doubt about it so um, listen what, I, what you've got to respect and admire for me as not just his quality with the goals he gets and his movement his movement is exceptional what he is he's a team player yep. and as a midfielder that I was before or if you're a defender or a wide player you love players like that and um, and that's what Celtic have got and, and Kyogo up top what about the manager himself Gary just you know obviously people see this game you you saw you watched it in Newcastle, didn't you? And then you watched obviously yeah. the, the FA, the you know the League Cup final down there, the Carabao. And what are people saying about the manager? Uh, just obviously, like you know, in terms of obviously when he came into Celtic, it was a relatively unknown source, and and I didn't know a great deal about him either, to be honest. But obviously, the the, the link is with Eddie Howe, obviously taking the Newcastle job, and how well he's doing down yeah. there. But I, I think he's just he's absolutely class, and when you. When he talks, people genuinely listen. People want to listen, and 
you know, I, I loved his I loved his interview yesterday with with I Play TV and, and obviously him and Coyster were having a bit yeah. of banter kind of thing. But he's just I think he, he feels he can get more out of the team. He knows the the team needs to be stronger in certain areas and, and that will come with obviously the the next transfer window. And I'd imagine he'll already know who he wants to ship out and who he wants to bring in kind of thing. Um, and I think there is more to come, especially next season in the Champions League. Um, I, I genuinely think that he, he's, he's going to be here for another couple of seasons. I'm not buying into that, that he wants to that he wants to move on. He wants to go to a better league or a, a, a better team. I, I genuinely think he gets it up here, and you can see that in his, his post-match celebrations. I mean, mm. he, was, he was giving it, he was giving it everything yesterday. But Barry's offered to drive him to the airport as well before, and you can imagine. And then there was 20 minutes on it on I seen Top a bit Sport of passion yesterday. Yeah. Um, from him. No doubt about that. Well, uh, after the game had sure. finished, obviously, yeah. he was going over and giving that all sorts to yeah. the, the Celtic fans. But listen, when you win things, I'm a big believer in You've got to enjoy the mm, moment. Yeah. I, I was always a big believer in that because I always says to myself and I says to my teammates or whoever, it could be your last. You, you never know in football. So, yep, yeah, listen, he's, he's been a, a real good find for for them, for Celtic. But the thing that I admire about him is, we'll go back to it, it's the players that he's brought in, which I knew absolutely nothing about some of these guys. So, if I'm Rangers, I'm sending a couple of scouts out of that Japanese league. Exactly. And yeah. having a wee, a wee look at um, who's, who's about, because the, the guys that he's brought over, certainly Kyogo and Hitati, mm-hmm. Um, I've been outstanding. Maeda, uh, again, he's been a very good Celtic player. So, yep, he's um, he's brought players in that have definitely raised the bar. Yeah. Mark, people will be watching Celtic. It's his team now, isn't it? And yeah. they need to keep him as long as possible. Yeah, look, I mean, uh, Angel beat Celtic, you know, as long as he wants to be. Yeah. And it depends. Like, I'm sure he's probably already had offers and offers will come in the, in the future. Um, it's whether, you know, I'm not going to say Celtic because I don't think he'd go in uh, this moment in time he'd go and manage a bigger club than Celtic he'd also yeah. go and operate in a bigger league with more money etc etc who knows who knows at the moment you enjoy him he enjoyed it yesterday as Barry said the players enjoyed it and yesterday the moment of enjoyment or last night partying or doing what they're doing that's not just about what happened yesterday that's about from day one of pre-season when they report back in July that's what you build up to these big things that's eight or nine months of hard work that get you to become a champion in the particular competition uh, that, that you're playing in so credit to him for that I agree with Gary as well I thoroughly enjoyed his interview on Viaplay I thought it was a, a wonderful chemistry mm-hmm. with Alan McCoy's Brian Loudrup Gordon Strachan and Chris Sutton on the platform with him when he spoke he spoke sense he was respectful he gave a good wee insight about and letting his players have 24 hours to enjoy the moment as we heard there yeah. in the clip as well Paul so uh, all of that very very gracious in victory um, and send a message and that's an, another thing we'll dissect later in the pro that's another thing that Rangers can learn from too in terms of their messaging and what the players say and the build up to a big game small percentages Paul but all the small percentages add up to becoming champions alright we're going to go to a break Gary thanks for coming on the voice is not too bad we're sorry Newcastle from your point of view didn't win it but um, a great day for you overall watching it were you in a pub in Newcastle? yeah so it was just in the it was a yeah. fine side bar down uh, just outside St James's Park and you know what Like I knew it was going to be tough without Nick Pope but at the end yeah. of the day I think it, it, it comes down to up front we need a quality striker in there but it's a lesson learned and, and we'll move on 
He's off to phone Radio Newcastle now, but you're in Glasgow's own Gary. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks a million. <laughs> Cheers. Yeah, After the break, we're going to speak about that because Mark has just uh, thrown one in. Rangers should give a new contract to Alan McGregor and get the money for a new number nine. That's next. The Go Radio Football Show with Macklin Motors. Brand new Toyota showroom in Kennishead Road, Darnley. Let's go! Go Radio Football Show. We're on every night Monday to Friday, 5 till 7. Thanks for making the switch. Mark Guidi is here. And Barry Ferguson. Barry was with us yesterday afternoon along with Andy Walker. Um, some great comments, great insight. And now we go over... What happened yesterday? 2-1 for Celtic. We heard uh, from Ange Postacoglu there, a little bit from Michael Beale and a bit more coming. Uh, in fact, this was what he was saying after the game. Why did Rangers not do better? We didn't play to our true level. Why that is, I'll have to go back with the staff and the players and look at it because there's been a few times since I've come back and I don't want to make a mountain out of today's performance because we have done well since I've come back into the club. That's the first defeat in 15 games, but there's been a number of games where it's took a half-time uh, honest conversation to force a reaction from the team. Uh, I thought the boys that come on did well, and I thought when we showed more energy and intensity in the game, uh, so it were more uncomfortable. But, um, yeah, it's disappointing. It's disappointing. We had uh, moments, we had a moment first half where I think someone for them makes a great block on a cross from our right-hand side, and it goes just wide. They score in those moments, and they're the fine margins. You know, if, if fashion takes that chance at... at at one at one nil when Ryan hits the post, then maybe we're sat here and it's a different game. But it's not. So no excuses. So it won the game and, and congratulations to them. Here's Derek, a Rangers fan on the line. Good evening, Derek. Uh, good evening, Paul. Good evening, panel. Yeah, you're through to Mark and Barry. How are you feeling? How how disappointed are you in the result? Uh, I see right away. Uh, Paul had picked the wrong team. Uh, that he's afraid they're asking in, in Canberra, I said that last Monday. Yep. But I can't believe Mark Greedy is saying to keep Alan McGregor. <sighs> Come on, he's 42 years of age, it's now time to get fresh blood into the club. That was the problem last season, they kept so many older players that he should probably maybe let go. Mark? Uh, I, I don't, sorry Derek, just, just, yeah. I don't think he's 42. But regardless, age is a, age is a number. And if you look at his performance yesterday, he's had two or three quality saves. What I'm saying is, my, my, part of my reason for saying it is, there's not an endless kitty at Rangers, okay? There'll be whatever their kitty is, whatever their net spend can afford to be. I don't think, if you want to become the league champion next season, which is the ultimate aim, it's what Michael Beale has to deliver, and he knows it. Otherwise, Celtic are going to be doing three, three in a row. So... What my point is, Alan McGregor is your number one. John McGuire, I think it's it's steady enough. McGregor's got the experience. If it's a, a limited kitty, my point is, put as much of your kitty in to get a number nine. That's a priority for me rather than the goalkeeper. You know, I know Alfredo Morelos scored yesterday with over 38 games. I don't think you can rely on him for 38 games for a variety of reasons. So I'm not saying you can rely on Alan McGregor. The body's creaking a bit. I get all that but he's still good at his job. And that's why I would say, if you've got the chance, focus as best you can on getting the very best number nine. And if you need to take some of the kitty that he had for elsewhere, for example, a goalkeeping position, then tie Alan McGregor down, take away um, that conundrum and get yourself, your Michael Beale and his staff to focus on a number nine. Derek, let's find out what Barry feels about that. What would you say, Barry? Um, it's, you, you can hear it split. 
um, with, with the Rangers fans, and I, I don't understand that. I, I watched the game yesterday, and he looks um, he looks sharp to me, Alan McGregor. Mm. He, I know he's he's forty one. That's what Alan McGregor is. Um, the problem you've got with goalkeepers, and I, I spoke about it a couple of weeks ago, the two hardest positions to fill in a team are a goalkeeper and a number nine, and they cost quite a fair bit of money. Now, if Rangers have got a, a fair bit of money, which I don't think they have, they need to concentrate on putting it in one position. Now, I think you've got a guy that can go on for another 12 months. A solid, reliable, top-class goalkeeper. And that's what Alan McGregor is. And I don't see any signs of, of, of Griggsy getting any slower. I know I've heard him do a few interviews and he's saying he's taking it one game at a time. But if I'm Michael Beale, I would be sitting down with Alan McGregor the now and, and trying to to find out where his mind is in terms of what he's wanting to do because ultimately it'll come down to Alan whether he wants to retire or he wants to play on for me I think he's still got another good season left in him and what about the striker position and should he go into a market like an Asian market the way that Celtic yeah. did with O and obviously Kyogo yeah you, you'd be looking at that but we don't know the, the situation what's going to be happening with, with guys there. I, I do think they'll need to go and spend a, a few pounds. He, he does know that there's there is a fair bit of um, work needing done to the the squad, and um, you'll have a set budget and where he's going to spend that is uh, spend that is up to Michael Beale what he thinks he needs to spend the most money on the player. And as I said, it's in the forward areas. I think Rangers need to really concentrate on. Derek, but Barry said what you said. Raskin would have started for him, and, and loads of people yeah, have been on the socials. I'll yeah. be honest with you. I don't know what Derek thinks. I've watched him a couple of games now, um, and I thought last week I thought he was really good. He just looked. I don't know what Derek thinks, but he looks to me if he's a player that wants to go on the ball, wants to make things happen, demands it, and I thought he showed that when he came on. Um, yesterday so that was the that was a surprise for me um, but I'm sure Michael Beale's got his um, his reasons why he never went but if you've if you're desperate for a player and clearly Michael Beale was desperate to get Raskin in that's the reason why I was surprised because you're in a cup final against Celtic you want to play your your best players and I thought Raskin was a um, a certain starter Derek uh. I don't understand. After 10, 15 minutes, you can see Lundstrom and uh, Tillsman was struggling. And I was amazed at halftime he didn't make a substitution. But once again, uh, the Rangers captain has escaped criticism. The both of these Celtic goals yesterday is coming from his uh, that wide area. His, his defending is absolutely dreadful. And again, him and Goldson have never been my Rangers team. There are far too many Rangers players on that part yesterday, Barry. I've let Rangers down once too often. Brian Kent, non-existent yesterday. Yeah. Alfredo Morelos barring the goal, non-existent yesterday. Sakala, headless chicken, all the speed in the world with no end product. Rangers need two wide men and a, a proper striker or they're going to struggle. Yep. And, and, and said about about uh, the manager being sacked if he doesn't stop Celtic next season. No, they can stop Celtic, but uh, Mark, if you're going to spend money. They're no use buying championship players from Norwich and teams like that continuously and trying to bed them in. Mayor has spent six million pounds in Redvan sitting sitting in the stand yesterday. Tom Lawrence, nowhere to be seen with a total two or three weeks injury, six, seven months down the line, nowhere to be seen. Matondo, nowhere to be seen. John Sutter played one game for Rangers a whole season. Who sanctioned that move? Should have been dismissed out of your job immediately. Cameo Roof, 
many games did you play in about two years for Rangers? Hard to argue, Mark, against him. A lot of Derek's points. Derek, you're right. One thing, you know, you need to spend money. Look, in an ideal world, Michael Beale will be given millions and millions. That's what he'll want. Now, we don't know what the kit he is. We don't know what you know what he needs to do. But, you know, I, I think, you know, we certainly know it's not it's not a bottomless pit of money that, that, that Rangers will have available. The other thing as well is that at the moment, I don't see them having on their books somebody they can go and sell to bring in 15 million quid to go and help with the, with the kitty like they were able to do last year um, with, with Bassi and Aribo, you know, between 25 and 30 million quid for the two of them. So they don't have, I don't think they've got that luxury at the moment. I don't see a player um, on their books at the moment that's going to get them a, a substantial uh, fee. But part of the reason why Michael Beale is, is the manager, Derek, and you'll know this yourself, is because he's got a reputation of being a good coach, of improving players, of working with them, improving them. So that's what you've got to do. And you're saying we shouldn't be shopping at Norwich. But maybe that's where they need to shop. They need to go and pick up. You look at Celtic, Barry identified three key Japanese players just to, to, to keep it simple Maeda, Kyogo and Hitati six million three outstanding yeah, players that, for that, six that, or that, Derek that, let me finish for six or seven million pounds so listen having a lot of money is certainly helpful but doesn't guarantee it's about A your recruitment it's about your contacts it's about your relationships that you have with various people around the world and it's about your manager and your stroke your coach getting the very best out of them so it all has to come together and it's very very difficult but ultimately that's what Michael Beale and his squad and the staff at Rangers need to do over the next 15 months Ange Postacoglu yesterday secured his third trophy in 18 months Rangers have won two trophies in seven years since they came back into the top flight and Michael Beale you could say well he's inherited Giovanni Scott but yeah but he was part of a three year cycle yeah. With Stephen Gerrard when it was one trophy out of nine. So there's a lot of work to be done at Rangers. It's not insurmountable. It's a lot of work. And all the reasons that you mentioned there, all the different players, and I don't disagree with you in a lot of your points. That's why I said at the top of the show, Michael Beale has to be absolutely ruthless in the summer. Absolutely ruthless. I think he knows that. You reckon? I think he knows mm. that now. That he, he needs to be ruthless in terms of how he's going to get money together I mean again I'll go back to the two players who everybody spoke about for 18 month um, or 24 month yep. Morelos Kent. and Ryan Kent you maybe have had an opportunity to sell them 12 or 18 months ago and bring in a fair chunk of money to then go and reinvest into the squad they've let their contracts run down who knows what's going to happen they'll leave for nothing in the summer or maybe one will sign so as I, I, I think there's a big rebuild yep. at Rangers. I know Michael Beale says revamp. I do think he'll, he'll need to make quite a few massive decisions come the summer because he knows how important it is this summer window for Rangers getting into next season. And the recruitment and the recruitment department much be must be much better to help the manager. Derek, back to yeah, you. But Derek yeah. does make a few yeah. good yeah. points about. Yeah. I mean, I mean he, that, Matondo that, that was, was what idea. three million. Two minutes, yeah. Derek. Three million euro, I think. Matondo yeah. was. John Suter, listen, injury. Yeah. With with Achilles, um, he, he had played one game. Came out roof. For me, quality player, but listen, he's, he's not available enough. Yeah. And there was another sure. few players that, that Derek mentioned. He's got valid points. You know what I mean? So the recruitment sure. for me has got to be bang on the button. It's in, in the, the focus now. It's got to be. Sorry, Derek, yeah. Uh, the Celtic manager is buying his own players. He's, he's identifying them. Who's identifying them at Rangers? And this is a problem. Wes Wilson's uh, identifying players 
that are dreadful at Rangers. They made six million pounds for a left back. How many games has he played for the club? He should be your number one pick. Ryan Kent as well. I know it probably wasn't Les Wilson that brought Ryan Kent. He was dreadful yesterday. And the biggest games of them all, if Celtic's weak link is Bobby Johnson and Taylor, he never went past them once. He doesn't do it in the big occasions. Same with James Cavanier. He escapes criticism. In the big occasions, he flops. That, the, the team that played yesterday was some of most of these players played in the 2019 Cup final. Yeah. Some of them, some of them freeze in the big occasions and let too many of the Rangers supporters down. That's right. There were nine of them in the Rangers squad yesterday, and only two in the Celtic squad. Three years between the two, they need to back the manager with the right kind of money, the right recruitment. And, and the board as well, isn't it? Because yeah. Michael Beale. I, I would be shocked if the, the final decision is no down to Michael Beale. It's got to be the manager. It's got isn't to it? be the manager yeah. who identifies a player and gives a green light for a player to sign. I would be absolutely astounded if it's mm. no down to Michael Beale. But you know what it's like in football clubs better than I do. People jockey for position, they want to take the credit. At, at the football clubs that we spoke before, it's Walter the manager Smith. who coaches yeah. the team, it's the manager yeah. who picks the team. He's the one that when they have a defeat like yesterday it falls on his shoulders so for me he's got to be the man who makes the final decision on players Here's a little bit more from Michael Beale Well we've got no choice have we uh, at, you know, at a club like we are we've got no choice we've got 12 league games to go we've got a Scottish Cup to retain that we're in the quarter final of it's up to them how we want to end this season now it's in our hands as a, as a group I'm still making decisions and assessing, looking at uh, who to bring in and, and maybe who I think maybe needs to move on. That's natural at this time of the season. So everyone's playing for something and it's important we end the season strongly. Our fans won't let us not do that and I'll be driving that within the club as well because it's clear that we don't want to have too many days like this. The club's come back from a dark place over the last few years to, to be competing and, and doing well. But we don't like this feeling. Some of the players to go, Barry. Inevitable this summer. Yeah, just listen to him. It's clear yeah. that he does. And he is going to have to make big decisions. Because um, he knows that he has to um, stop the dominance. I know he says he has. they have to retain the Scottish Cup. They need to. Yeah. They can't allow Celtic to win a treble. See, they got together at the end. They had the players around them. Mark, journalistically, do you think you should say to them, by the way, Keep it buttoned until after the game. For example, the Sakala, um, Paul. To come Absolutely. Out. Yeah. Uh, you know, now now that we've got the chance to to reflect on it, it, it could have worked because if Rangers won the cup yesterday, yeah. they would say, yeah, but so they didn't win the cup. They didn't deliver. They talked the talk, but they didn't walk the walk. And Sakala didn't hit the target for three yards. He's got a chance for three yards, and he had it a yard past the post. Uh, at least you hit the target one of the Celtic players has got to clear it off the line so you look at all that no, I'm just thinking back i say that many times Barry played in the Rangers team and I think he won 15 trophies under Alec McLeish and, 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 and Walter Smith and Dick Advocate I don't think anybody when Barry was a captain or any of those three managers particularly Walter and Dick any, um, any player would have come out before a cup final and spoken the way that, that, that fashion Sakala that it was when you look at it now, it was absolutely unnecessary. It wasn't necessary. And that's something that the manager and other people inside at the club will need to rectify. They can't allow that to happen again. They really can't. It didn't do Rangers any favours. But I'm not saying looking to be on end all yeah. Celtic didn't win because Fashion Callis said what he did. Mm. But just wee small percentages that are given Michael Beale thinks he talk about taking these out. So 
again, just going back to it now, you can see why, you know what, it was it was out of line and did, did not do his club mm-hmm. any favours. Yes, what, what Fasha Sakala said in the build-up. And the Chris Sutton, Michael Beale stuff, from my point of view, Michael Beale shouldn't get involved with, I mean, Chris Sutton's now a pundit. He was a yeah. great player. He isn't yeah. anymore. He's a pundit. Why yeah. get involved? Yeah, I, I, I said at the time, I'd, I, I, you know, from from my generation, I've looked in, in terms of you know managers at Rangers, managers at Celtic. Look for managers at Rangers, I'd see Walter Smith as a yeah. standard bearer, mm-hmm. and the question I would ask myself is something like, would Walter Smith have got involved in something like that? No, he wouldn't. To be honest, Walter Smith would have made sure, whether it's to himself or, or through the people around him, that that question wasn't even asked. Mm-hmm. That it would have been dealt with privately before they got to say, look, do not even ask that question. So we things like that, just we things that you can learn from. Um, Paul but as I say it's small percentages that all go into the big pot Barry yeah leading up to games I was a big believer and you've always got to be respectful of your opponent you'd want to say some stuff but you yeah. can't yeah. you keep it inside you keep it inside the four walls that was the way that I get brought up and then do it in the pitch you've got to do your talk if you're going to talk you've got to produce on the pitch and he did Exactly. 15 trophies yeah. trebles championships yeah. Champions League that, that's the difference that's the difference Paul and that's the where Rangers the current Rangers have got to get to a lot of messages coming in a lot of Rangers fans are not happy and there's one there there's a thread that I've just looked at and they've gone all the way back over the last 10-12 years and a catalogue when you read it then it's not good enough the Rangers fans are really it's yeah but now, see listening to Michael Beale I think he understands that okay and uh, looking back to previous interviews he's always maintained that there is a lot of work still to be done yeah. but I think yeah. watching that yesterday we're, we're leading into the game I, I was pretty confident that they would put on a better show than they did yesterday but sometimes with a result like that it makes you take a step back and think to yourself we're not as good as we have been and we need to be better and that's where I think Michael Beale knows now going forward see between now and the end of the season he'll be keeping a close eye on certain people mm-hmm. And he'll be obviously identifying where he really needs to strengthen. But again, it comes down to one thing. It's down to how much um, the budget he's going to have in the budget. And again, as we spoke about, it's um, he's going to have to make some tough decisions because obviously there's people out of contract who are earning quite a, a decent salary and that frees up um, money as well. The Go Radio Football Show with Macklin Motors. Brand new Toyota showroom in Kenneth Head Road, Darnley. Let's go! Don't forget, we're all together soon with the Barry Ferguson Show. We're going on the road, unscripted, uncensored, and it's going to be a great night at Oran Moor. We're looking forward to it on Thursday, the 9th of March. Coming closer mm. and closer. Week we're Thursday. nearly in March. Yeah, week, yeah, week Thursday, Thursday yeah. we will be there. Go to thisisgo.co.uk. Barry Ferguson in pretty good form tonight you're, you're not happy with what happened yesterday but well it's the reality isn't it the Rangers team not good enough just now Kent and Morellas are you rethinking it maybe Barry because what would you this just is just the last you, yeah. listen you're judged on winning yeah. oh. time to go maybe yeah, the, yeah. But you're judged on winning as, as a football club yeah. and it was a, a big opportunity for Rangers and um, they just didn't perform on, on the big stage but just the more I think about it and I was watching the game back last night as I always like to do I always like to watch back the game a second time because sometimes you miss quite a bit when you're watching I, I couldn't really see you were yep. kind of annoying me at times yesterday <laughs> <laughs> no, no change there then yeah. <laughs> um, I, I was thinking watching it I'm thinking maybe just strip it back and, and maybe just start afresh 
maybe that's what it's needing. Obviously, we're asking in Cantwell coming in, maybe signing Tillman. You've got obviously other players that are signed on for another two or three years. And obviously the, the big two in terms of what you're talking about that everybody yeah. spoke about probably for the last 18 or so months is, is Kent and Morelos. Now, I like both of them. I do. I rate both of them as, as players. Sometimes you just need to go your different ways and and start again. And, and that's maybe the big decisions that, that Michael Beale may have to may have to make in the summer. Or will have to make. No, may. Yeah. You will have to make them. No, in the summer. Now, this is when you need to start... Um, Looking forward to next season. I know they've got get twelve league games. I know they've got potentially well, the better of potentially three games in the yeah. in the Scottish yeah. Cup. You need to start thinking ahead. Mark, that's a story, isn't it? Barry has said just what he said a moment ago, and it's maybe a reality check that Rangers need because the fans are saying it. Yeah, look, uh, uh, when you lose to, to to Celtic or Celtic lose, there's an inquest yeah. and things that people maybe. You know, sweep under the carpet or don't, you know, put under the magnifying glass, come out. So everything is dissected down to the very small uh, detail and things that have happened five, ten years ago all of a sudden come back uh, for, for the woodwork. So look, that that's what happens. And this isn't like Rangers have lost a cup final um, yesterday, but, but I've won, you know, five or six trophies in the past five or six years. It's not like that. So from the reaction of some of the Rangers fans, it's understandable. Um, because it's been as I say Rangers have been back in the top flight now since the summer of 2016 when Matt Warburton got them promoted yeah. so they've been in the top flight seven years there's two trophies for it the point that Barry made earlier as well I agree with 100% Michael Beale has to win the Scottish Cup Giovanni Van Bronckhorst won the Scottish Cup and got them to uh, a European final penalty kick away if he won in Europa League he beat Celtic an extra time on the way to winning the Scottish Cup and dismantled hearts pretty easily beyond that what Michael Beale's got to do as well is get him into the Champions League Giovanni Van Bronckhurst delivered the Champions League in approximately £30 million or whatever the package is so that's that's a bare minimum for Michael Beale now what happened to Giovanni Van Bronckhurst from August to December he couldn't keep it going players won the play whatever you want to look at it but, but it cost him his job despite the fact he got him into the Champions League, won the Scottish Cup and got him a European final. So Michael Beale will know that. He's got it all to do. He's got, Paul said in the talk, it's been a good start from him. It's a hell of a job and I'm looking at, in a one-off cup game, you ask can Rangers win the Scottish Cup? Of course they can. In any given 90 minutes, anything can happen. So you, Rangers can win the Scottish Cup. But assessing the squads, assessing the mentality, everything, assessing, by the way, not just about Rangers, just how good Celtic are. Mm. Celtic are hell of a strong and that's another thing over 38 games I think Rangers are a long way off it. a long way off becoming champions so Rangers need to improve a hell of a lot and they probably need Celtic not to be as good yeah. as they are just now so they're, 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 you know, there's a proper swing um, required but anyway you can, yeah. one thing at a time but bare minimum Scottish Cup delivered and then in the summer financially as well you've got to deliver that Champions League there's always going to be an inquest that's just the way it works yeah. up here especially when you play at Rangers or Celtic and when they play against each other that's just it and and players need to get used to that my thought process when I wake up when I woke up this morning and I'm not even playing as mm -hmm. I thought about the Scottish Cup that's what I thought about is that your first thought today? yep, yep. What, what do they need to do? right mm -hmm. do you know what they need to keep the coattails of Celtic because you you never know what could happen they could drop 
points is it going to happen unlikely probably but anyway that's the mm-hmm. way you've got to think but then I thought at the Scottish Cup they need to make sure they keep that inside Ibrox let's hear from both managers here's Anne speaking about success it's not written anywhere that there's a limit you know um, why should we settle for somebody else's measure of how good we can be um, I've never believed in that not about myself personally but, and certainly not about the people I work with uh, my message is the same every day that you know whatever external measure there is as to how good we can be we're not going to be guided by that our measure will be well, you know how much we can improve in everything we do and the guys want that they demand that I've got a brilliant staff that deliver that on a daily basis and um, we want to keep you know pushing the envelope as to how good a team we can be this is a top class manager yeah listen he's, he's, he's been excellent since he's come in I'm not going to sit here and say yeah, he's no. not because listen he's, he's won trophies and he's, he's delivered a good way of playing uh, football seen one of the comments just reading it at, at Sky he says this could be a, a special season for Celtic so that tells me mm-hmm. he's got his eyes on that treble for sure and if I'm a player reading that I'm like I need to stop that mm-hmm. um, but in terms of Postacoglu look he comes across he speaks really well he does he, he's cool calm and collected let, let's be honest with you he spoke about uh, lots of the players we heard him speak about Kyogo earlier what about the central defensive partnership what about CCV and Starfeld yeah I thought Carl and Cam were they have been for a very long time with us I mean they've got a really difficult role people don't understand that you know they see us dominating games and they think that they've got an easy job they've sometimes got the hardest job because often we'll leave them defending one on one you see most other teams defenders have the luxury of having you know cover or an extra player they you know They've got, to, they've got to defend one-on-one every week against opponents. And, um, you know, we knew today there'd be moments in the game where they'd have to defend strongly. And I thought, yeah, they're both real defenders. You know, they love the art of defending. They're not just about what we do when we have the ball. They, you know, they don't shirk the physical side of it. They're, they're brave. Um, and I thought Ali Johnson was great as well defensively today. And, and even Greg, you know, the amount of headers he wins for guys his size. But it's it's the fact that, the, as I said, the, the lads won't sort of just settle for a team that, that kind of plays one way, you know, that they'll do what needs to be done to, to win a game of football. So after the game, Rangers went up the tunnel. I don't think we've got any um, issue on that, Mark. You know, if you've lost, or Barry, first of all, if you've lost the game, take the runners-up medal and, and head home and try to change oh, things for the next I, I, one. I, I don't yeah. think it would, it would matter one single bit. I mean, um, got to be disappointed. And I, I would suspect that they were straight up into that dressing room, straight in a shower and, and back to Ibrooks or the training ground as, as quickly as possible, in their cars, and then the curtains are shut. Michael Beale was on the media duty and he was being asked about the starting 11. Why didn't he start, um, for example, Raskin? Well, listen, since I come back in, I've tried to provide some consistency and, and clarity in terms of messages that the team are, uh, are comfortable with. And that same team played ever so well in the old firm at New Year. It played the best performance in terms of 90 minutes since I come back away at Hearts and that on that night it was excellent. So we had our goals on the pitch, you know, Tillman and the front three have been in fine form, uh, over 20 goals um, in that team that was there since I've come back in. So it's fine, you know, you, you've got two players come into the club and have played two and a half games each against opponents where you've got the ball. There was a little bit more we had to do today defensively. There's, there's no qualms in terms of performance. I just felt at that moment I needed to shake the tree a little bit and try something. And we were stronger after that because we scored. He shook the tree, maybe too late. Yeah, listen, as a manager, to go back and dissect the, the, the game and, and watch it. I just felt, as I said, that midfield three 
against the Rangers midfield three. I, I thought that individual duels, Celtic getting top of it, certainly in the middle middle of the park for a the last 20 minutes of the, the first half and then um, the first maybe 10, 12 minutes of the second half they, they started again. There's no doubt when Morelos got the goal and the triple change it did give Rangers a lift there was a bit more energy but too little too late. Here's Anne John the performance overall as Celtic lifted the trophy. Yeah, look it's a cup final and, and like I said rarely will one side dominate although I, I thought we were fantastic in terms of our football and you know Big game with the atmosphere the way it was. You know, we still scored two excellent goals and we, we had an opportunity to break the game open. But credit the Rangers, they, they stuck in there. They went a bit more direct and we had to defend a lot. And obviously when they got the goal, they got a bit of uh, encouragement from that. But again, this team is not just, you know, one-dimensional. It's not just about what we do when we have the ball. They're, like I said, they're a real resilient group of players and we had to defend and back forward. We're outstanding at dealing with, you know, what they needed to deal with in terms of crosses and... Um, you know, and the guys in front of them continued to work hard and we kind of finished strong and, and probably should, put, should have put the game away but we earned it tonight by, by doing all facets of the game. And Mark, Callum McGregor heading for the record books. The way that Celtic are playing, the trophies that he's amassing. I, I read a stat today, what was it? 12 finals or something at Hamden, he's never, he's never lost, lost one. Yeah. Yeah, I, like, yeah. and he was a great leader, played a, an important part in, in one of the goals. He's just calm, he's a, he's a, he's a good influence. He's, you know, he's... He's a manager on the pitch. You can see the manager's influence on the way that he captains um, the team as well. And uh, going back to one of the other clips, Paul, that you played of, of Postecoglou and says, uh, I want my players and my staff to enjoy it because I put demands on them, big demands every day. And it takes me back, and I've mentioned it a few times, but uh, it was a great insight because I, I don't think any is new in there, but Ange Postecoglou, no. let's be honest. But Craig Moore did, he'd worked with him. Yeah. And Craig Moore said, one of the things that he'll do is he'll put demands on his staff because if he sees that, then the players see the demands that he puts in the staff and how hard the staff will work. So that's got to, that will filter its way into the dressing room as well. And it's absolutely true. You can see that, you know, and they all know their jobs, you know, on the park, off the park. There's a consistency, like I say, there's clear messaging. The manager sets a fantastic example how he leads the club on and off the park and it filters its way down. You can see nobody... Absolutely nobody within that setup dare step out of line. 22 trophies in 11 years. That was the banner which was unfurled just afterwards on the day when Celtic lifted and retained the League Cup, the Viaplay Cup. We're going over that. And also, what do Rangers need to do to win the Scottish Cup, both Rangers and Celtic, in the quarterfinals? The Go Radio Football Show with Macklin Motors. Brand new Toyota showroom in Kennishead Road, Darnley. Let's go! Looking back on yesterday and looking forward, Celtic winning the Cup 2-1 yesterday, a double from Kyogo, Morellas for Rangers and loads of calls coming in. 08, 08, 17, 17, 700. There were other games at the weekend in the Cinch Premiership on Saturday. Big win for Aberdeen. Any win is a big one for them. 1-0 against Livingston. Majofsky, his 15th goal of the campaign. Kilmarnock, 1-1 with Motherwell. What about Callum Slattery? Just about the last kick of the ball, 1-1. Ross County 4, Dundee United 0 and uh, no surprise I suppose Barry with Liam Fox uh, leaving yesterday um, it's just been a terrible run they're now getting anchored at the bottom of the table Yeah it was um, they've had a, a, a tough time over the last month or so in terms of results Paul uh, and after that result obviously 4-0 um, you feared for his, his job and obviously the news broke last night you never like to see a, a manager lose his job but um, they're, they're rooted at the bottom of the league now 
and it'll be interesting to see who they appoint whether it's a short term appointment like a a Yogi Hughes mm. or they go for somebody like a, a Neil Lennon who I've seen it's been eyed for the job as well so it'll be interesting to see over the next week or two who Dundee United at a point Who do you think Mark? Could it be Neil Lennon? We've been speaking about the, the candidates for the when the Motherwell job was available yeah. the Aberdeen job kind of available uh, yeah Neil Lennon um, see Craig Levine's been mentioned Yogi Hughes Jim Goodwin again I can see it being an appointment to the end of the season what have we got 11-12 league games to go 12, yeah. um, so there's 36 points to, to play for you know Dundee United it's a concern but they're not isolated um, so I don't know I'm not quite sure what they're going to do um, Paul but they need to do something because on paper they have some very very good players on paper and shouldn't be in the position they're in particularly with the, the money that they're spent in wages and the other game was 1-1 with the Saints Perth against Paisley 1-1 there let's go back in the lines uh, we're going to Colin and Bells Hill a Rangers fan good evening Colin hey guys you alright how you doing Colin yeah hey, Colin good thank you you yeah I'm okay Um no, I'm just just on a can I say fellow Rangers fans just to kind of keep keep calm because yeah yesterday I don't think there was a lot in the game I, I don't think Celtic outplayed Rangers or anything I think it was pretty pretty close game but um, both teams had their chances um, I would say Celtic probably had more attempts in goal than Rangers but you look at Look at how many corners in that Rangers had, although corners don't win you games. But I don't, I don't think there was a huge difference between the two sides. Celtic took their chances, Rangers never. Well, here's what Michael Beale said, uh, what he's learned from the game. Today I've learned as much as any, any of the games. If anything, I've learned more. It's something me and my staff will reflect on. I think it's clear that where I want it to be and ultimately where everybody wants it to be, we're a little bit short of that right now. And that's, that's ultimately why I came into the job isn't it um, we've done well that's our first defeat in 17 as a club but it's in the one game that we must win so it's, it's disappointing uh, we don't want to be defined by it it's what we do next which is important we still need to recruit we need to work out one or two players futures but I don't want to go overboard we played against a very very good opponent today and I thought they were, were very good in the game so partly of the reason us maybe not performing at the level that we would have liked was that so it were good as well so fair dues on that Barry what would you say to Colin? Yeah well in terms of what Michael Beals just says there, he used a, a word there short or a bit short mm -hmm. and I've got to agree with him I do think there is a, a few players that are needed to come in to strengthen um, the starting 11 I didn't think it was a particularly great game I didn't think Celtic were, were, were at their best Certainly Rangers weren't, and I said to you, I thought there was that 20-minute period, um, the last 20-minute period of the, the first half where Celtic started to dominate in the middle of the pitch, and that was the that was the problem for, for, for Rangers, and Celtic scored that good times, let's be honest, that, that's, that's a sore one yeah. to take when you, you score a, a couple of minutes before the half-time, and then they get out, and... They started in the front foot again, they got the goal, but listen, Rangers at least showed a bit of character to get back into the game. They did a bit better, but as I said, it just wasn't enough. And what would you say to Colin, though? It's a balance, isn't it, between sort of keep the heat, but also, you do need some change, though, Colin, don't you? And Mark, you know, you made the point, you, you need a striker. Do you agree with that? The yeah. Days of, yeah. Yeah, de definitely. Uh, I've... Uh, I phoned up uh, when Gerard and Michael Beale were uh, in charge and um, I, I, I said to yourselves um, 
I don't think there's enough goals in the team and I still don't think they've rectified that yet. I still think that they've got nice, tidy midfielders but just no enough goals in the team. No enough... No, I mean, you're still talking... I'm still talking about the same ones. Ryan Kent, uh, Glenn Kamara's... I mean, how many goals in a season have they got about... Uh, Ryan Kent, for a kind of player that he is... He's on maybe about seven goals for the season. He's just no good enough. And uh, Glenn Kamara, I, 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 would, I would take money for him in the summer if somebody comes in for him. Uh, he's a bit, bit uh, lightweight, and he doesn't doesn't give you enough, doesn't give you goals or nothing. But that's uh, one of the problems, Mark, isn't it? Nobody has been coming in for Kent. Morelos and then they're out of contract yeah I mean certainly not at the, at the level Rangers would have been looking for um, but, 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 they have got to go and freshen up and let's say Michael Beale have to be, be well, they, 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 they can't get rid of everybody um, but there's certain ones that you know probably you know, probably your time's up whether it's out of contract and not renew their contract or whether they're under contract and they can get a couple of quid but whatever the circumstances may be changes have to be have to be made because uh, look the evidence is there Paul and you know, yesterday's not like a one-off game. Of it no, no happened. It's not happened often enough. And let's say over the course of thirty-eight games, looking at how strong and settled, how cohesive Celtic are as a football club, from the manager and the staff and his squad. So you're up against, you know, I always said it's an almighty challenge um, to go and topple Celtic. But you need to give it a good go. And what Rangers have just now isn't good enough. So in a one-off game, yes, of course they can at any time. They could beat Celtic in a one-off game. But over the course of 38 games, they need to go and find better players because what they have, unfortunately for Rangers, over 38 games isn't going to make them league champions. And Michael Beale did mention about injuries earlier on, but there's players like Matondo, Suter, Roof and many more on big money, Barry. You know, Douglas Park is shelling out a lot of money, but they're getting nothing back for it. Yeah, I mean, you can't do much about injuries, Paul. Yeah. Injuries can happen. That That's just part and parcel of football. But there's, there is players that are coming out of contract that will be on um, big salaries. And they may, if he was thinking maybe extending their contract for a year, like the kind of older ones, like your Arfields and Brian Jack's not as old as, as um, Stephen Davis has gone out of contract, um, they'll, they'll be on decent, decent salaries. So it's big decisions he has to make to try and free up that it's not just about bringing money in it's also salaries freeing up money to pay um, decent players mm -hmm. decent wages recruitment is massive Colin we it's talked about it in the one, first half, isn't it yeah, it's yeah. the number one thing yeah, sure. at a club there's is recruitment there's probably in terms of players that will naturally um, come to the end of their contracts over the next three months probably got to say about 150 grand a week Paul you know in terms of players Huge. that are going about a contract yeah. so you know, it's great having a budget. You know, whatever the budget's going to be, you know, whether he's allowed a net spend of four, five, seven, eight million, it's going to be, and a net spend of you know, that hundred and fifty grand. But it's how you spend it. You know, you've yeah. got to spend. I mean, you look at Celtic a couple of years ago, Ajete, Barkas, you know, Duffy. It didn't work. The highest then wages. You at, then yeah. you look at now. You know what the, what they've had for a for a fraction mm -hmm. of some of those wages. So it's great having money. But it's also about how you spend what you have, regardless of how little it is or how much you have. You've got to get it bang on. And you trace it back to to, to last summer. Um, Rangers signed a lot of guys basically that just haven't contributed. 
Yeah, I, 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 think, I think Rangers should send scouts out to the Asian market because, uh, as you can see with Celtic, there's, play, there's good, good players out there and you get them a lot cheaper than what you would in England. Is there a danger Rangers say, well, we don't want to just follow Celtic? Is that what they think? I don't, I don't, I don't care. There, there, there's proof in the pudding that there's yeah. good players yeah. out in the Japanese league yeah. uh, leagues and out that neck of the woods there, there's certainly players that are talented but I've just marked down quickly eight players that are out of contract mm-hmm. in the summer Ryan Jack Stephen Davis Alan McGregor Scott Arfield James Sands Tillman Kent and Morelos wow. forgot about James Sands yeah about uh, and we kind of have done and Mark's probably right there round about the 100 grand Mark mm-hmm. are over it and Yilmaz, I know he's not out of contract. He's a long-term contract, but we've hardly seen him. And he was signed yeah, for, what, three and a half million? They were two big signings in the summer, yep. uh, Yilmaz and Matondo, mm-hmm. um, that's probably cost Rangers and transfer fees, what, eight million quid? Yeah, big money. Nine million pound. I don't know what Yilmaz exactly was. Was it around about five? Yeah. Matondo was maybe three million euros. I, I don't know. Um, so that, that's the players, the eight players that I can think of at this moment in time that are out of contract come the summer. Colin, I guess you're going to find out that everyone knows Michael Beale is a really good coach. Yeah, he has been. Oh, for sure. Yeah. It, we'll find uh, out he's done now, a good though. job. Sure. Uh, My point is, are we going to find out now, can he identify players? Can he find players? Because that's what he well, needs now, isn't it? And uh, be allowed, think, be allowed um, to find them. Yeah, I, I think uh, the players so far that he's brought in look, look pretty decent. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I agree um, with you. Look, he's only, a, well, no, he brought two players in in January. In the short period of time I've seen the two players that he recruited, that he wanted, I think there's players in there, in Raskin and Cantwell. Mm-hmm. And Mark? Yeah, I, I mean, but, but I was I was as, as surprised as, as anyone and, you know, listening to Barry over the past couple of weeks, you know, he's raved about, about uh, Raskin, a position obviously he knows inside out, Barry, so, so I, I thought he's fresh, he's energetic, then I, I listened to Michael Beale's explanation, well, you know, he didn't really know, he's only played two and a half games against opposition where we have the majority um, of the ball and I get that but you know I just thought start with start with um, Raskin I, I thought you know Rangers um, hamstrung themselves by not starting with you know just that enthusiasm yeah. that innocence that just somebody a wee bit different for Celtic as well you know they've been up against Kamara and Lunch and all those guys I thought right okay Raskin what's he going to you know so we things like that that's that's the one thing that I would, in terms of Michael Beals Team selection, and that's not with the benefit of hindsight because when we were picking our teams pre match, we all picked yeah, yeah. Raskin, so that's not the benefit um, of hindsight. Here's Michael Beale speaking about the players and about the impact. He said the first half they couldn't find a rhythm in general. He, he spoke about these issues. Um, listen, I'm still looking for that, I'm still looking for the reasons early in the season. I wasn't in the change room where some big games happen and you bring some anxieties like that. Listen, I think. If you play 14 games prior today, you had to win every one. You won 13 and drew one. The team's done well. The game's played for 90, it's played for 100 minutes now. So the game's about finding ways to win. And a good performance is not always having the ball all the time. Sometimes you have to suffer and you have to grind and, and fight and work. So it's important that um, we don't get too carried away with that. But there's something. When we play this game today and for half hour, I didn't really see what we were what we had asked and what we had promised ourselves we were going to bring to this game, we didn't do it. So we'll go back and we'll have a conversation about that, but it's important that we're honest. And that, that's why I was saying to him at the end, that when you play a game and for a third of it, you, you, you're second best, clearly second best, 
You give yourself a mountain to, to climb. And, uh, but listen, I don't want to take anything away from Celtic. They're clearly a very, very good team. They've got some very, very good players, and I thought they played well today. So as much as I'll go back and assess my own team, the resistance from the opponents was, was a big one. Colin, if the directors were listening, what would you say? I heard you at the beginning saying, look, don't panic. Have you? What do you feel now after speaking with Barry and Mark? I, I still don't think there's as big a like, clear out as what the people think. I think uh, picking the right striker is is uh, needs to be a, a must. Um, and I would say maybe even a, another central defender. Somebody, somebody quite quite tall. Cause in the mould of Goldson, because again, I don't think there's enough rules for set pieces. Yep. Barry, you've thought of that, something. No, that's yeah. just sprung to mind. Another yeah. player that's out of contract, Hollander. Of course, we've forgotten Hollander. Yep. Yeah, he's yeah. on a good, just when a Collins, good deal. Yeah. Just yep. when Collins says there about another mm. defender, I know. That, do you know what I'm looking? Katic used to be great in there. He used to score quite a few set pieces. Katic, did you say? Oh, Katic. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. Listen, Colin, thanks very much for co- for you. Okay. Um, obviously, you need to win the cup. Are you th- saying, look, this year, it's a bed it well. What do you feel for Michael Beale? Does he have to win the cup? No, 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 yet. No. Yeah. I, I, um, as, long as, as long as they can, like, no, let Celtic run away any further in the league. Um, because un- under Van Bronckhorst, there was. And they, they were struggling to even win one game. You know what I mean? Like, uh, Michael Beale, they've only lost one game. But with Van Broncos, they were lucky if they got one one game under him. Colin, thanks so much for calling. The Go Radio Football Show with Macklin Motors. Brand new Toyota showroom in Kenneth Head Road, Darnley. Let's go! Let's go back on the lines on 0808 17 17 700. You can join the conversation the socials at Go Football Show. Barry Ferguson, Paul Cooney and Mark Guidi. And on the line now is Laurie in Deniston. And Laurie, how you keep it? I know you hadn't been feeling too well. Um, I think that elixir that Ange Postacoglu supplied yesterday would have helped you. Well, firstly, Paul, let me thank you for your concern about my welfare. Uh, I haven't been keeping well. Uh, fortunately, I'm on the road to recovery, but I had to... The reason I've been out of circulation, Paul, is I had to undergo a major surgery. Uh, so it's a it's a road back, uh, but I'm taking the first few steps. Well, it's great uh, to hear, you, and you're yes, sounding yes, strong, yes, Laurie. The mellifluous tones of Laurie from Deniston, a feature of radio for many years, and it's great to hear you, Laurie. So, what are your thoughts? You've always got an insight. Uh, what do you feel after the game and the performance? I'll tell you my observations about yesterday, Paul, uh, and then I'll invite uh, Barry and uh, Big Mark. Uh, <laughs> It's nice uh, you're inviting us, Laurie. I like your inviting us. <laughs> Glad to be on your show, Laurie. How are you? <laughs> I, I'm doing good. Glad anyway, to hear that. Uh, yeah. Regarding yesterday, prior to kick-off yesterday, I genuinely thought the outcome of that game would be a coin flip to use an American betting uh, parlance. Uh, and the reason for that was, since Michael Beale had replaced Giovanni Van Bronckhorst in November, uh, Rangers have matched Celtic every step of the way, uh, the, the same uh, record. So I thought, uh, you know, that it was a 50-50 situation uh, yesterday. After what I saw yesterday, I, firstly, I think that the Rangers back four, uh, three of the quartet of 30 years of age are over. And I'm not suggesting for a moment that because you're 30, you're on the, the football scrap peep. 
But what was evident yesterday was that the, the back four, uh, and three of them, as I say, with the exception of Davis, uh, are 30-plus. They couldn't cope uh, with the Celtic forwards' players' pace uh, and movement. I, I think that uh, Rangers uh, isn't minor thinking that's required there. Uh, they need a major overhaul. That team peaked when they won the league under Steven Gerrard. Uh, since then, they're in decline. Uh, and I noted with interest uh, something I read this morning, and that was that the last time they contested the League Cup final, Rangers had nine of the starting 11 uh, lining up yesterday. Celtic only had one. So Celtic have moved. Rangers have not. Regarding my own team, much more importantly, as a Celtic fan, uh, I think the last time I was on the, the programme several weeks ago, I said that the two of them were evenly matched. Perhaps the difference was that Celtic uh, had goals uh, from so many different uh, positions in the park. But the pace and the movement, uh, Celtic yesterday, uh, although it was 2-1, I don't think that accurately reflected the scoreline. Celtic were a superior team yesterday. Uh, it had been a long week uh, because of the, of the hype yeah. uh, and the wind-ups. Uh, you know, the, the guy Sakala, I was at once reminded after he made his comments uh, to quote uh, the legendary American wit, Raconteur and SS Mark, uh, SS Mark Twain. Yeah. It's better to say nothing but thought a fool uh, than open your mouth and remove any doubts. <laughs> I must remember that one you know, from Mark Twain. Uh, Barry, major ho- overhaul. We're going to talk Rangers a lot in a moment yeah, or two. First, but yeah. first, what you said there was a coin flip. I did think that you leading did. into yeah. the game. I think he's spot on there. Um, but look, I, I said at the start of the show I've, I've no arguments the, be- the better team won um, I don't think Celtic out of second gear that's my honest opinion I, watching the game back a second time I didn't think it was a great spectacle but Celtic were the, the better team in, in terms of an overhaul yep I do we've been speaking about it the last what are we? an hour and a half yep. an hour and a half mm-hmm. yep I do think there is made, I've always said it I've said it for the last yeah. Uh, number of months since Michael Beale's come in I think there is major surgery needed and there's big decisions going to be needed come the summer mm. or come right now and what about Celtic um, Laurie's team and the movement Kyogo there's so many of them you look through the spine I mean I know Joe Hart's got his his critics I don't you know I don't quite get it I think you know in terms of realistically what you, what you can get as a goalkeeper everything that he brings to the party not just what he does in the 90 minutes Joe Hart's great. Your, your, your centre-half, Cameron Carter-Vickers, is the best defender, central defender in the country. Cal McGregor's an outstanding captain. Hitati and Moy, <laughs> electric. And then you've got Kyogo um, as well. So, you know, all through that spine and the other guys that fill in round about it um, so effectively. Uh, and like I say, they're just a great leader and an outstanding manager. Um, and Ange Postacoglu and the, 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 the we mentioned there that Laurie made of um, uh, fashion Sakala for me it's a small thing the Sakala thing but it's significant and as I say small percentages fine margins will win you cup finals and what he did I don't think was helpful to to, to his football club um, and the build up to it and again I go back to leadership of Postacoglu nobody from his staff to the players in the dressing room would dare step out of line and it made me think when I made that comment talking about Michael Beale having to be ruthless Laurie, two players kind of stepped out of line for Celtic in terms of noises that they made about their futures, whether it was them directly or through their agents. Juranovic 
and Jackie both very capable performers, both made a significant contribution to winning the the the, the title and the and the League Cup last season. Both started wee rumblings, what was about contracts, money, I want to go. Boom, they're out the door. Mm. Out the door, no messing about. You ain't going to be part of me if you're going to uh, cause any upset. And that when you, when you look at it now, you, you can see why that manager does not tolerate anybody putting one toe out of line. Good point. Laurie, you'll remember back, you know, the team is 67, 70 to a final, all the success. How far do you think Celtic can go under Ange Postacoglu? And I guess my question is, can they cut it in Europe? Well, I'm going to answer that quite candidly. I... Hey, Paul, I, we're a long way to go uh, to emulate uh, those uh, teams. Uh, I'll tell you why. Because that game was played yesterday, as most of our games are played, uh, at a frantic pace. It's like a pinball machine. Uh, when we're up against European opposition, they're much more savvy uh, than the teams domestically. Uh, I don't expect, however, that Ange uh, will change his tactics or his strategy because clearly... Uh, He's committed to, to one uh, type of play, and that's uh, on the, the front foot. Uh, but I think uh, there is a, a huge difference, a huge chasm between dominating uh, domestically and being able to compete uh, in the European arena. Paul, can I just say one thing before, of course. before uh, uh, you, you ask for other callers to, uh, to come in? Uh, I was especially pleased with Aaron Moy yesterday. That ball uh, was pinged about uh, from end to end yesterday and Aaron Moy to me was the one guy uh, who was able to put his foot in the ball he's able to wriggle out a uh, close marking uh, and he's still able to find a pass he's got a great positional awareness and I know that Kyoga got all the plaudits for scoring the two goals yesterday but uh, Moy's contribution yesterday for me cannot be un- uh, underestimated he was crucial and both Celtic goals. Give that final word then to Barry Ferguson. What did you make of Aaron Moy? Yeah, I mean, I've always said about mm. him. I think um, to get that guy in a free transfer is an unbelievable exactly. piece of business. Um, I love the saying that Laurie just says there, fit in the ball. Fit bar. in the ball. Love it. <laughs> <laughs> but that's, he's, listen, he's a proper midfielder. He's played at a, a high level down in England. Let's not kid ourselves yeah. on. He's, he plays international games. I don't know how many caps he's got, but listen, um, I think since coming back off the World Cup break, he's forced his way into the Celtic team and he's keeping Matt a very good player out of the team, mm. Matt O'Reilly, mm. who, let's be honest with you, uh, has been a a right good find for one and a half million quid. Mm. Laurie, thanks so much. You're sending in good form and hopefully we'll speak to you in the coming weeks. Thank you, Paul. Cheers, Keep well. Cheers Laurie. Thanks, Laurie. Great to hear him back on. Let's go to James now from Govan, a Rangers fan. James, good evening. How you doing, guys? You all right? Yeah, Hi, James. we're okay, but how are you? You're clearly not happy. No, I'm a wee bit calmer than I was since the last time, right enough, but um, I'm not happy with Bill's tactics, I've got to be honest. And I, I've just, I, I'm angry with the fact that, you know, we, we had Celtic beat at Ibrox 2-1. Instead of putting on a, an attacking midfielder, they put on a defensive player, and we lost it. Yesterday I saw the team I was standing outside Hamden mm-hmm. just before, and I saw the team, and I, I said to my pals, we, we're, we're, we're playing a defensive team here. There's, no, there's not one but attack-minded players in that team. Once from Kamara, shouldn't they have a blue jersey on? 
I know Barry liked him for the last time, but it's, 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 the guy's absolute utter crap. I don't like the way he plays his football. He's just yeah, not good enough. Yeah, not good enough. You would say there. Yeah. But see, see, at the end of the day, Paul, he would, Michael Beale just said in his interview there that he, he noticed the first half an hour that nothing was happening. Yeah. He never changed anybody in the first half an hour. But he, an, an extra half an hour, he changed people. What's he talking about? Barry? In terms of the, the team selection? Yeah, yeah but we've spoken we'll about spoke, it. I, sure. I, I, I was surprised that, that Raskin um, never played, never started. I know he's only played two games, but I've seen enough in the two games that mm. I thought he was a, a certain um, starter in that, that team for the cup final. We spoke about it on Friday. We spoke about the teams last Monday yeah. and I gave you my team what I thought it would have would have been and that was the, the surprise Um that he was left out of the team because he's a in my words he, he's a proper football player he looks to me um, he can play the game he can go and demand the ball a good passer looks to pass it every time he gets it he always looks forward to try and get it into the forward thinking players yep. so look it, I'm not angry about the game yesterday I'm more disappointed mm-hmm. normally I'm angry after an old firm game I'm um, I'm walking about the house and no speaking to anybody or whatever, but I'm just more disappointed because I thought there was a an opportunity for Rangers yesterday. But James feels that Michael Beale let Celtic off the hook the last time when they could have. Yeah, but we're talking a game. It was was sure. a couple of months ago. Yeah, but look, Rangers were were doing well in that game. Two one up. He made a decision to try and shore it up a bit mm-hmm. with James Sands, and it never worked. And and Celtic got the equaliser. James, what would you like to do now? What do you think, Michael Beale and the club? should give him to get the tools to win the cup and more importantly for you to win the league next season? The, the club need to give him money but there's no use him asking for money and buying players and then it comes to an old firm game and he doesn't play them. He even said himself he was on the side of the pitch. I was right opposite him in the stand. I saw the same thing that he saw. The midfield are non-existent. He said in his interview there, Paul, yep. that he stood there for a half an hour and he seen that they weren't doing anything. He never changed anybody in a half an hour. He waited an extra half an hour. What is he all about? Get one from half. He's, he's not wanting to embarrass a guy. Big Podgy across the side. He's not caring about embarrassing people. He's going to drag him half. Michael Beale, get him half. Get one from half. Get him a 50 grand back in Kamara and, and get, get the boys that you bought. You moaned enough that you want these players in. You got, your, you got your money, you got your players, and you never played them. It's your fault. Mark, at halftime we did say, "Will they make the changes at that point?" But he didn't. Yeah, yeah, yeah he, he, didn't. he should have. He should have uh, made them um, quicker. There's no doubt about that. Look, I, I, you know, James is clearly very angry with his manager. I don't. You know, we heard that at the time. Going way back to last month about the, the the change that he made. Look, you can see it yesterday. That's what happens in all firm games when, when you win. There was only one goal. The other team naturally came on. That's what Celtic did at two-one down. I that's what Rangers did yesterday. Uh, they just never scored an equaliser like like. Like, like Celtic did um, however you know it's fine seeing you know, Lundstrom's not good enough Kamara's not uh, good enough or take them off okay that, that's fine but when you're the manager what Michael Beale should be doing and what's I liked about his interview there Paul post-match is sometimes even if you do make the change sometimes you've just got to accept as much as it can be hard to do but in the cold light of day you look at it as Celtic have got better players particularly in that area of the pitch, they're so dominant. Um, so, but he could have made changes quicker. 
agree with that. But what he did say there, I think what he's learned yesterday, Paul, is there's too many players are not up to it. To where he needs to take Rangers, to what they need to do over 38 games next season, there's too many players not up to it. And I think he learned that yesterday. It's been great. or It's been almost perfect up until yesterday. But yesterday's what matters. There's silverware on the line. And these players weren't good enough to deliver. And I think he's identified that. And that's why I use the word ruthless. If he wants to be a successful Rangers manager and keep his job, he has to be ruthless. And as, and as James said, see if that means switching after half an hour. Yeah, and it's not just about the guy you take off. It's about the other 10 who wrote the other nine outfield. I don't want to be next. I don't want to get stuck at half time. Yeah. Do you know what I mean, Barry? And that's yeah. that, a wee message. See the half, just see it up. The half an hour. He's talking about is the last twenty minutes of the second, uh, the sorry, the first half. We Ranger, uh, we sorry, Celtic got a foothold in the midfield yeah. in the first ten minutes of the second half. That's when the game was won. And I said at half time, you asked me changes. I thought hundred percent he's making a change. One, two changes. I thought Raskin would have come on. Um, he, he never. He waited to obviously. They got the goal back, and I thought the three come on. But sometimes it's easier when you're a couple of goals down or. You're 2-1 down to come on and, and and play well. But listen, he's, he's got big decisions to make. And again, the surprise for me is it, like, it was like for quite a number of the Rangers fans I spoke to. They were all asked me during the week, leading up to it, what's your midfield, what's your midfield? And it was it was Raskin. I spoke sure. to other players, ex-players I keep in contact. Yep, 100% Raskin plays. We talked earlier, James, about players who are just not contributing for whatever reason just now. Barry, you were looking at some of the figures as well. How many of these players would you keep then? Well, out of the players that are yeah. out of contract, yeah. well, I, I would um, I would sign Tillman. Okay. I would sign him because you're, you're getting a player at 20 years of age for what four million euros. I think potentially you could um, quadruple your money on him. Could be a good investment. Yeah. James, you jump in. Would you sign Tillman? Uh, Tillman, Kent, Morelos. Everybody can say what they want about Morelos, but he's, he's, he's a Rangers player. Play him until he signs a new contract or he goes. But until that time, play him. Kolak's not the answer. That team isn't a good enough team to get the ball into the area for Kolak. And if you don't put the ball into the area, Kolak was well no turning up. Back to you, Barry. Else is the man, and that's it. Okay. On the players then that you would keep at the end of Alan the season. Alan McGregor. Yeah, for sure. Mark said it as well. I don't, I don't think McGregor's going to stay. I, I think McGregor's testimonial over this year. James, see the problem you've got, but and and I've I've had this argument with quite a few of my mates. Who are you going to get as a number? You'd need to go and spend a fair amount of money to get a right good goalkeeper. And good goalkeepers don't come out of contract, and you get them on a free. No, that's that's that. my worry. You've I got somebody body, uh, watching him yesterday. I thought he looked sharp, and I'm looking at him and I'm listening to him speak last week when he got his award I think he's still got another year left in him mm -hmm. do, do you know what I like about McGregor as well which is going to be and it's a dying breed but it's going to be so oh, important a, I know what you've got to say he's a communicator mm -hmm. he'll keep the players in front of him yep. on his, or, on their, on their, or at least he'll try yep. to do it he's an organiser he's a communicator he get, again it's just wee small things but it all adds up he knows what Rangers is all about he knows yeah. about the he's demands he's handled it he's, he's won numerous titles he's won whatever it is 50 Scotland caps and like number nines, they, they, they don't grow in trees. You Who know? else would you keep, Barry? Um, Tillman, McGregor. And as I said, I think it needs to be a rebuild. Big rebuild. Mark, you agree? 
I pretty much, you know, I, yeah. I've, I've said now for a number of weeks, I think it's time for Morelos to go. A million quid, he's been great value, but if you want to become a league champion, Morelos, I don't think she's a number nine to do that. And Ryan Kent, I just wonder if it's time for a, an absolute clean, clean sweep from Michael Beale. As I say, he needs to be ruthless. He needs to make big uh, decisions and he needs to get them right. And Paul, just before we forget, yeah. I think we mentioned it during the break. I've no issue. Just we're going to. a credit to. Yeah, for sure, we're going we'll to do, do that, that after, after the break. break. Yep. yep, somebody who we haven't spoken about. James, final point to you then, because we've, I mean, nobody's said more in favour of Morelos than Barry and then on this station and Ryan Kent. And it looked as though he might sign like a new contract. I like the two of them. I Listen, you do. I've I always, I, I think two of them are, are really good players. I'm just watching them thinking, now is it time to maybe yep. part ways? Watching it a second time last night, I think maybe that's what's what, what could happen going forward. James, can you believe you said you've calmed down a wee bit as well? I know. <laughs> <laughs> you sound like me. Uh, this, this, this is the way I talk to my joiners. It worked for me. I mean, this is just me. I'm not, I'm not angry. This is just me, you know. Yeah, Paul, you seem angry. James, have you, can I, I just keep, ask I you? Keep, James, just one quick. Right. Have you ever subbed any of your joiners before the end of our shift? <laughs> James, listen, thanks for calling. <laughs> the Go Radio Football Show with Macklin Motors, brand new Toyota showroom in Kenneth Head Road, Darnley. Let's go! Thanks, Chris, for the traffic and travel. Paul Coon with the Go Radio Football Show with Macklin Motors. Thanks, James. Uh, 08, 08, 17, 17, 700. The place is, uh, the lines are crackling tonight, aren't they, Barry? The Rangers yeah, fans are not happy. My head's crackling. Fans <laughs> Celtic fans are happy. Here's Ange Postacoglu saying about the jersey and fighting for it and, you know, earning the shirt at Celtic. Again, it's, it's, it's not about me personally how I feel like I said that's the expectations when, at this, when you're at this football club that I'm doing interviews with Gordon Strachan mate. you know how hard it is following guys like that and Martin and Brendan and Neil Lennon and this club is steep in success so when you take the job you know that's your responsibility but it doesn't diminish you know the achievement I don't think I think we still you know celebrate the fact we don't take it for granted that you just roll up in a Celtic shirt and it's given to you you've got to earn it and we earned it you know and I think that's the greatest thing for me is that um you know, everything we've got in the last sort of 18 months since I've been here, a bit longer now, is we've earned through hard work and a real belief. So again, you know, I take great pride in that. It's quite a history there for him, isn't it, in 18 months? And he did pay tribute there to the previous managers ahead of him from, you know, Martin O'Neill, Brendan Rogers, Neil Lennon. I, I mean, boy, and he's quite right to do so, you know, since... Martin O'Neill walked in the door in, in, in the summer of 2000, he had to come up against a very dominant... Uh, Rangers team that, 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 that Barry was just um, just starting out as captain I believe roughly about that time Barry so and what Rangers did won you know won a treble in 98 a double or sorry a treble in 99 a double in, in, in 2000 so uh, you look at that yeah they look at the, the success that have delivered Martin O'Neill three titles Gordon Strachan uh, three titles and then Neil Lennon Ronnie Dyla and Brendan Rodgers um, collectively won uh, the, the nine and in a row, then they lost uh, one, and then Angus came in um, and picked it up. So, you know, in amongst that 22, 23 years, behold, it was, you know, when you think back to it, there's four trebles in a row. Mm. It's, I mean, it really is quite incredible for any team, regardless of the standard of opposition, the Rangers were out the top flight yeah. for a year or so, or whatever it was out of that. But, you know, to win 12 trophies. Um, and a row is quite incredible so it shows that winning mentality that is there at the football club then Ange inherited a fractured football club and a depleted yeah. squad and rebuilt it um, to make it what it is um, just now and 
it's, it, for me it looks like what Ange inherited the, the kind of turnaround pretty much now is what Michael Beale is going to, going to have to do in that short space of time get them going topple a champion which is not going to be easy but you've got to go and try and do it and just don't you know when Barry was talking up the, the kind of 150 grand a week probably yeah that's that's at the moment, coming out of quite, it's a guts between seven and eight million pounds a year. Yeah, that Rangers Could have coming out of contract. It's between yeah. seven and eight million quid a year to go and then find different ways of of reinvesting that. Well, we did ask earlier. Barry was saying Rangers need change. Everyone knows that. Here's some of the comments that have come in. Um, Michelle said we just need players. Barry needs to come back. There's a heart on it. It's from Shelley. Uh, Andrew's on saying Rangers underperformed question mark that was the worst Celtic performance of the season um, someone else is on Martin Bruce play the players we just bought uh, didn't play them more players someone else is saying Callum is asking and Jason's saying Rangers need a lot so yeah l- l- listen um, Michael Beale has got his work cut out mm-hmm. for what's going to be happening over the next um, three months in terms of players coming out of contract and where he wants to go and um, strengthen, and as you hear him doing the doing the interviews there, he's going to be speaking to the, the Rangers board and the, the, the people above him because um, he needs to know exactly what he's got to go forward and go and get these players or f- identify who he wants to come in, who he thinks is going to make Rangers um, stronger. More on that in a moment or two. Here's Anne speaking about Celtic's success yesterday and, and to enjoy it. Yeah, I think it's important we enjoy today um, because, like I said, this group works awfully hard, not just the players, the staff on a daily basis. You know, I'm pushing them all the time and there's a reason I push them and the reason I push them is for days like today. So there's no point talking beyond today and, and, and not letting them enjoy what they've achieved because I'm going to ask them to go again, you know, come Tuesday when we're back in training. And, you know, for them to, to come back into the building and, and again put in an effort, you know, I need to let them enjoy and get rewarded tonight. They deserve deserve that and that's what they'll do. And, you know, once once we've enjoyed it and celebrated in the right and proper manner, then, you know, come Tuesday we'll focus on sending Merrin away. And it's a tough game against a tough opponent, tough venue. Um, and that's where our focus will be. And he tells them, because you always say that, Barry, sometimes it goes past you, doesn't it? These special days, yeah, you, you don't enjoy in, them. You go in enjoy them and you hear him saying he pushes them but back in the day it just wasn't the manager and the coaching staff it was the players pushed each other you had to go and drive them on and that that, that seems to me is what he's creating um, uh, just now but again when you win trophies listen you've got to go and, and make the most of it maybe I made the most of it too many times <laughs> I've overdone it but do you know what do you know what listen you, you've got to um, something that you growing up Watching um, players that you you obviously um, loved and looked up to and winning trophies, you wanted to do the same thing. And I always say to myself, if I had the opportunity to go and do that and when I lifted it, I made sure that night and a day or two after it, unless we had a game, yeah, I made the most of it and enjoyed it and celebrated it with the most important people and that was my family and my teammates. Well, somebody we want to mention, we talked about, is it going to be VAR? Is it going to be controversial decisions? Nick Walsh. Great Brilliant. performance by the referee. Yeah. Yep. 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 He, was, he, he was great. Nick uh, Walsh and his team, his linesman, Kevin Clancy, fourth official, John Beaton and the VAR. You know, it was incredible. VAR wasn't used once. And I think, you know, also, I think 
Nick Walsh, you know, let the game flow. He wasn't the centre of attention, which is always a good thing. Hardly noticed him in the in the ninety hundred minutes. Um, but that's also a credit to the players and to, to to both managers in terms of it's about playing football. It's not about going out and, and, and rattling players and, and, and trying to get players put on the stretchers to you know, it's about trying to win the game uh, in the right way. So the players take credit for that and the match official as well. Barry, you agree? We hardly yeah, spoke I thought about he had a fine game yesterday. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You know when a referee's had a good game and you don't speak about yeah. him. So fair play to Nick Walsh. Martin made a good point there. I thought there was a couple of tackles that he just let go. Mm-hmm. It was just natural. It's two teams yeah. competing mm-hmm. and they're competing in a final. And I thought uh, Nick well, uh, Walsh yep. was um, was very good yesterday. Here's Mick, not Nick on the line. Mick from Felixstowe. Hi, Mick. Hi, uh, good evening. Good evening. Um, good to hear you. Good evening. And you, um, it's just something for Barry Ferguson. Um, at what point did he think it was a coin flip? What was he watching? Rangers have been awful for, well, since Spiel's got there. They've got blinding results. You can't argue with the results. But look, I mean, that, was it an OG against Partick to see him over the line? Deflected goal against, I think it was Ross County. They, they can't score in open play, can they? What about the three goals at Tynecastle? Yeah, I've got what about the old firm game in the 2nd of January after the first 10 minutes yeah well that's it so that's it Celtic weren't particularly good that day and Rangers had a spell where they and I didn't think Celtic were going to get anything out of it to be honest after they went 2-1 up but you can't deny that they are they've been grim the last month you can't the, the Hearts game I didn't see I can't comment everyone said how well they played so I'll take that as red mm-hmm. but Surely, I mean, what the party game, Ross County? I mean, I'm going back early stages of Bill, mm-hmm. but Aberdeen in free fall, and it took injury time to get you over the line. Yeah, they showed a bit of character, what, what they didn't previous to that, leading up to the, the World Cup break. Yeah, if that yeah, was Rangers previous to that, then for me, they'd have lost that game. And Mick Laurie was on a wee while ago, big legendary Celtic fan. He said it was a knife edge as well. He was nervous about the game. Um, James, that comes on often, big Celtic I, fan, I've said, said a number he of was times, worried. Have you, watching Rangers, they've not been great every yeah. game, but do you know what they're doing? They were winning games mm-hmm. of football. For sure. Celtic yeah. Yeah. Were, were the same same points. For me, I think if you ask many of the pundits, it wasn't like a three or four nothing that was going to happen for, for Celtic. No chance. I thought it was going to be a close encounter. Um, that was my yeah. my honest opinion. Yeah. And I heard a number of people speak about it. I read a number of people, watched a number of people, and they all, all had the same feeling on it. Mick, what do you feel about your own team? What about Celtic? Well, it's, it's going great, isn't it? I mean, I'd like to put something else there. Is Ange Celtic's biggest asset? Is There's there's no other player that can compete with him as an asset. As good as Kyoto Jota, Carter Bickersar the biggest loss would be Ange going wouldn't it Mark would that be accurate yeah, right, but yeah. the, the, the manager should in my opinion the manager should always be the most important person at the football club um, and Ange is the most important and, and you're right Mick you know in, in terms of uh, that would be the greatest would you say you know, would you rather yeah, as a manager Hattati or could, you're right I, I think any Celtic supporter yeah. would say as, as long as Ange is there right now then you know you can see Celtic um, being dominant. Um, you remove Ange from the equation, then yeah, you know wh- whoever it is, Ange mentioned his, his pressure there. 
try to follow Martin O'Neill, try to follow Gordon Shank, Brendan Rodgers, all, all hard acts to follow and whoever follows uh, Ange Postacoglu, whenever that happens to be, he'll be another tough one to follow. But as long as Ange is there, uh, I think Celtic can feel confident about the future. It's his team very much, Barry, isn't it? And he is... Is he the yeah, most he's important? Be, yeah, he's built, built it. An yep. 18 month, well, just over 18 month, um, no doubt about it. Um, is it the most important? Yeah, he's, listen, he would, I think Celtic would... Um, I, don't, I wouldn't say they would struggle, but uh, there has players he's brought most of them in. If the manager leaves, what you tend to see is a number of players leave after that. But I've been asked this question a couple of times. I can't see, if I'm being honest, I can't see Ange leaving any time soon. Mick, you'll certainly be hoping that he stays for a long time and he doesn't go south of the border. Oh, yes, yes. Well, I mean, it's, it's, you might think I'm a bit daft. I think the man's a genius. Not necessarily tactically because there's a lot of fellas who, who play the game like him I just think it's his manner and the way it, life's just fairly straightforward isn't it and he's I, th- I think he's absolutely brilliant absolute pleasure to listen to when he's interviewed and things like that and yeah so yeah it's, it's, just, it's all good I think being a Celtic sport at the moment I think I think Rangers are miles behind I really do and um yeah, I can't see it changing any time soon unless you get loads of dough. Um, I mean, because like the players you were talking about keeping, obviously Kent and Morelos out of contract. Um, I would Kent done nothing yesterday. Yeah, he hit the post, didn't he? Yeah. But as as far as a wide player being created, done done nothing. I, I didn't even know he was on. Is that accurate, or did I not see something? I don't think anyone disagrees. We didn't see that much from him. Yeah, no, he, yeah. he was frustrating yesterday, yeah. Ryan Kent. I expected a bit more from him. <laughs> yep. um, listen, since Michael Beale's come in, there's no doubt his games went up a level, but listen, you've got to produce in the big stage and um, he never done that, unfortunately, for Rangers yesterday. Mick, we're nearly out of time. 90 seconds left. The, the two hours have flown in. Thanks for calling from Felix Stowe. People coming in from everywhere. Uh, Mark, overall, for Celtic then, it's, uh, they, they, they must be privately. Every Celtic fan will be hoping now a treble. Yeah, that 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 will clearly be the mindset. That will clearly be the aim between now and uh, the Scottish Cup final is on June the third, uh, I believe, mm-hmm. Paul. So that's what they'll be aiming to achieve. You know, effectively, Celtic could be twelve victories away from from uh, a treble for Rangers. Bare minimum, three victories away must deliver the Scottish Cup. That's what Giovanni van Bronckhorst delivered last season. That's got to be the bare minimum. You've got to stop Celtic doing the treble. But that, but the mindset should be Rangers need to win silverware. And the Scottish Cup was the most realistic thing that they can win. So the, the onus is on Michael Beale and the Rangers players to go and deliver success. Barry, it's going to be quite a couple of months for Rangers. Yeah, they, they know what's at stake now. Um, they can't allow their, their fiercest rivals um, winning, winning treble. So Rangers really need to refocus. Listen, they'll, they'll be disappointed we after yesterday. Everybody is, Paul, who's who's connected to Rangers. It just listen, it just wasn't good enough yesterday. So what Rangers need to do is make sure they, they keep that Scottish Cup and continue to win games in the league and, and hope that, that Celtic do drop points. But listen, if you're asking me honestly, it doesn't look like it's going to happen, but there's two old firm games left. That's it for tonight. Thanks, Barry. Thank you, Mark. Barry's Thanks, back on Wednesday, tomorrow night. Mark, will see you on Friday. John Harson is here, along with Stephen McGinn. Jokal Day is next. We're back tomorrow at five. The Go Radio Football Show with Macklin Motors. Brand new Toyota showroom in Kennishead Road, Darnley. Let's go!
there's a new name for Toyota in Lanarkshire. From one of the UK's biggest names in motor retail. Macklin Motors Toyota is now open in Hamilton. We're bringing you everything Toyota backed by first-class service. So come and view the stunning new Toyota range, all with up to 10 years warranty. Including the Igo Cross and the new Yaris Cross compact SUV. See our great choice of approved used Toyotas. Our formidable range of commercial vehicles, including the Hilux. Get expert servicing from our manufacturer-trained technicians. And specialist advice from our Motability team. Macklin Motors Toyota is open now at Whistlebury Road, Hamilton. 